You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 34 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. Now, Tom is on holiday this week, so it's given me the opportunity to be joined for this episode of the Tool Station Western League podcast by an old friend, a special guest presenter, the first we've ever had. Normally, of course, it's just me and Tom or, or even me and James Healy, but today it is Kieran Baggs, the manager of Corsham Town, of course, a club previously of this parish a club we always we always look out for our old alumni um but kieran of course has been making headlines nationally with his fa vars heroics um kieran have you recovered from the disappointment of the fa vars semi-final defeat yeah well i had no choice uh firstly thanks for having me on um always good to, to catch up and still keen to, to keep an eye on all things western league as Spent many good years as, as Melksham manager um, in in the Western League. So only good things to to say about everyone over there. Um, yeah, we've had we've had no choice to put the the, to the heartache and the heartbreak behind us because we were back in action um, with, with with two games already. Uh, Monday night straight after uh, the Vaz game, and then um, last night we we were back in action again. Um, so no time to feel sorry for ourselves, but, but um, a little bit of time to to, to reflect over the over the last week of sort of how well we've done and how close we we came to sort of doing the unthinkable is is getting caution to, to to Wembley that sort of that dream's gone now and it, it's just important to acknowledge everyone's efforts players backroom staff um and all the volunteers around the club um the 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 directors but most importantly how much the fan base has grown over this season i remember when i took over when we were in the um, the Western Division One as caution manager, we were only getting probably 40, 50 people um, coming coming to watch us. And then at the weekend, we've had we've had seventeen hundred in in that game, which is is a fantastic transition and progression for for the football club on and off the football pitch. Yeah, it says a lot about the volunteers at the club that you're able to get that game on. Not least because, of course, so many games were lost to the weather. Um, at the weekend, I mean, certainly it decimated the Western League fixture list. But were you worried that your match wouldn't go ahead on Saturday? Yeah, it was touch and go at times. Um, we've got um, a partnership with Greenswold, um, who who do a lot of grounds. I know in the Western League as well and the Southern League. Um, they've they've come in and worked tirelessly to to make sure it was verty drained over the week. Um, and not to mention all the volunteers that were out um, on the boundaries, making sure that all the all the water was 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 taken off. Had loads of covers down on the pitch and that's still you know the game was in doubt but got pitch inspection twice once in the morning um and then once when the referee got there um and, and it was played with no problems in the end and it was um, and it was an amazing day a great cup tie because getting 1700 people inside a football ground is no mean feat i know your game was all ticket and i think actually that was you know that was the right way to go because you you had 1700 on the day it could easily have been more than that without the proper controls in place but i mean what sort of an effort was it to actually manage a fixture with that number of people coming to the ground yeah i think safety was obviously the the biggest importance to, to the directors um they had the local police up and they obviously give you a checklist of all things that, that that need to happen: um, parking, not overcrowding, making sure we've got security there, and making sure people can get into the ground in, in any other any other way. Um, but I think it just goes to show that you know that Caution Town are now in a position to to host like a really big 
spectacle, like the, the Vaz semi-final, without any hiccups. Um, both sets of fans left, obviously one happier than the other, but all had a great, great day inside inside the South Bank. And after the game, um, had good conversations with with so many people that, that were leaving the ground. And I, I think we put on a really, really good show on the pitch. Um, I think they, they witnessed a, a really good team that were on the brink of doing something magical. Um, unfortunately, you know, as, as hard lines as, as football is, fine margins, we, we couldn't quite get it done. But out of all those 1,700, if we if we can take 10% of those and, and convert them into, you know, weekly fans, then it's been worthwhile the, the run alone. So it's been one of those days where you, you think what if and what could have been, but I think sometimes you sort of just have to take a step back and just see what you've achieved um, in such a short amount of time. You think this isn't even our full second season together yet. Obviously, we had the, the COVID season that was that was cancelled and we, and we got promotion after that one. And then we had our first season together in the Hellenic last year. And this is obviously going to come towards the, the second full full season now. So the the progression in, in such a short amount of time is something I'm really proud of. And I couldn't have done it without the backroom staff, all, all the players that have played me over over the course of the two seasons. And obviously the, the people behind the scenes at the football club. I'm really pleased to hear how philosophical you, you are about this. Uh, I think that's really important because for, for you at the non-league level it, it really is a phenomenal um achievement and and I, and I I can't help and I'm sure that there are plenty of people listening to this who feel incredibly sorry for you because it was ultimately your defeat was in the most cruel of all circumstances a penalty shootout and and this sort of sort of I, I don't know it's almost like you, you if you're going to go out of a cup competition you have to do it the British way we have to go out on penalties yeah, it was the, the toughest way to lose, but obviously the sweetest way to, to win. We experienced the, the highs of that in the quarterfinals down at Peacehaven, winning on penalties. We've had, obviously, another three shootouts, not including the semi-final that we've won. So law of averages would, would suggest that out of five shootouts, you're going to lose one. Um, but to go sudden death um, in the semi-final, obviously it, it hurt. But I almost felt like after the game that we couldn't have done any more. You know, we, we we were leading the game two one with ten minutes to go to the favourites in the competition, um, and th- they threw everything at us to to, to get that equaliser. And I felt like we were the better team through the game, so I could take solace from that, knowing that you know that that everybody done everything they could of on the pitch, um, and it was just one of those things in football that that wasn't to be. I've had heartache now uh, when I was at Melksham when we were in the Western League as well, when we got to the quarterfinals and lost one 0 in the ninetieth minute to Thatcham um, and they went on to win it um, and then luckily we, we, we got promoted to, to the Southern League so we sort of had that saving grace after the disappointment of, of, of that so we promoted out of the Western League if we can get as close to that this this season after the semi-final heartbreak it, again it, it will be that sort of silver lining but it's going to be a tough task with all the games we've got to ca- catch up on now Yeah, yeah. I think Corsham Town were the, the Rocky Balboa to Ascot's Apollo Creed. Um, uh, now let's bring this back to the Western League. You did mention at the at the top of the interview that, of course, you are a man steeped in Western League um, history. But I think it would be fair to say, Kieran, that you've spent most of your time trying to get out of the Western League, haven't you? With with Melksham and with Corsham. Yeah, absolutely. As a player, like since I was 15, 16, I, I was playing playing in the Western League. Um, was lucky enough to to win the the Division One with with Bradford. And then win the Premier Division as a player with Larkall when they were in the, in the Western League. 
um, and then went to, to to Melksham, and we got promoted out of that that league as runners up to Street Richard Fay's Street team that went obviously went on to the Southern League as well. We followed behind them, and, and Melksham is still in the Southern League now, so we got to experience the season as is is a Southern League manager as well. And we, we did really well there with a really good side. And then obviously had a little bit of a break out of out of football, but still kept tabs on like Warminster in in, in Bradford locally to, to to see how they were doing in in, in the Western League. Um, and then had the exciting project that was, that was Caution. Um, went there is um, mid table Division One, and we got promoted straight out of that one. Um, we we were top top of the league when the um, when the COVID season hit, and and rightly promoted into to the Hellenic League. Um, obviously had all the the change in in geography to, to to move us over, but whether it was us moving up to the Western League or the Hellenic League, you know, we don't get to choose that. But as as always, I, I try to keep tabs on everything local football from from Division Division One on on Hellenic and Western League into both Premier divisions of Hellenic and Western, and then also into into the Southern League as well. So it's just nice to always be involved and keep your ear to the ground for local football to unearth players, to see people coming and going, see who's doing well and who's struggling. So. I think that's the sort of rule as a as a non-league manager that you have to keep your ear to the ground in, in all situations, football locally. Well, you certainly do that, I know, because also your interest um, dips into the old Wiltshire Senior League, um, where we uh, we won't go there. This is all very cordial. We won't go there because, of course, this is where the rivalry, the, the Trowbridge devises rivalry, will be uh, will be played out. But we 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 we've got. We, I'm 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 spending far too much time not talking about the Western League in this interview. So um, let's let's get back to business. Let's get back to business, Kieran. And we are going to talk about one of the few matches that did take place in the Premier Division on Saturday. We only had a couple of games um, going ahead, of course, because of the um, uh, because of the weather. And um, we'll kick things off with um, um, with, with Mousel against Shepton Mallet, two of the powerhouses in the Premier Division. They were that was one of the four matches that that was played. Kieran, can uh, performing the role of Tom Hiscott, could you uh, could you tell us how that game panned out? Yeah, with um, with more weather enforced postponements on Saturday afternoon, Mousel moved up within two points of top spot in the Premier Division thanks to a two 0 win over Shepton Mallet. An opportunistic finish with Mark Goldworthy towards the end of the opening half, but the Seagulls ahead at the break. Capitalising on a rare error from Shepton keeper Tom Easterbrook, the score remained 1-0 for much of the majority of the second half before Mousel wrapped things up in the 89th minute with Josh Bissett adding a second to the hosts in a half heavily delayed due to the unfortunate injury picked up to Goldsworthy soon after the break. Uh, in other action on Saturday, Buckland Athletic beat Kensham Town 5-2, Clevedon Town beat Sherbourne 3-0 and Street and Millbrook played out a goldless draw. Now, one of the managers that I've been keen to get back onto the podcast um, this season, certainly before the end of the season, was Craig Laird, the manager of Barnstable Town. And Barnstable is a club that I'm going to be visiting um, soon. Um, they're the latest club to support our initiative with Mind. Um, but um, I thought it was a good opportunity to catch up with uh, with Craig. Craig, and um, uh, we reflected on the last game that they played, which was actually some time ago. It was a 5-2 defeat away at uh, Saltash, and uh, they haven't been able to get a game on. They weren't able to play at the weekend, and I started my conversation with Craig by asking him how frustrating it was that he wasn't able to get that defeat out of his system. Uh, definitely, yeah. yeah. There's only so much training you can do to, uh, to, to alleviate any pain from 
such a heavy defeat. You know, we were uh, convincingly beat by Soltash, who deserved it, and we were we were poor. We started really well, but we're poor. Uh, but we've had some training sessions, and as you said, generally it's nice to get into the next game as quick as you can. But unfortunately, weather, the British weather's kicked in and, and made sure we weren't able to do that. But uh, yeah, we've got a, a busy weekend coming up um, and hopefully gain some positive results. Because your form had been pretty good going into that game against Saltash, hadn't it? I mean, have you, have you been happy with the way that you've been playing this year? Um, yeah, um, I don't think we've really hit a, a top form. We've, we've been able to manage games and through games, um, but I don't think we've ever really hit what I would consider a, a real vein of form. I think, yeah, we, we've cracked it now. We've sort of been up and down. But that happens when you have a young side. Um, and as they learn the, the process of the game and, and the season as well, you know, not just the, the, the game that they're playing in, but the whole season, how to manage a season and their own their, their own uh, mental welfare during that season because you know, there are lots of ups and downs and, you know, each month is different as well as each, you know, you go from one year into the other. So, um, yeah, I, we, we've been a good vein of form, but as you said, the only as good as your last game and unfortunately we were convincingly beat on our last game. Because your form has been good enough to keep you just in touch with the sides um, at the top of the table. I mean, do you think you've got um, an, uh, a, a chance of sort of finishing in the top four? Listen, until the points say differently, we've got to keep going. Until we're told we can't get it first, second, third or fourth, then, you know, then mathematically, then, you know, we'll, we'll end up where we deserve to. Soltash and, and, and also um, Mosul, the, the two main contenders, they'll take it out of our hands anyway because of the points that they've got. So um, we've just got to keep striving, keep winning as many games as we can and, and hopefully end up in the top four and, and, and see where that takes us. But we'll keep going right again to keep the, the league honest as well. You know, we want to make sure that the, you know we can keep it honest at the bottom end of the league and at the top end so the right teams go up and the right teams, you know, win the league. I mean, you mentioned Saltash and Mausel there. Have you got a feeling in your water which way the title might be going? To be fair, Saltash have done very, very well, haven't they, you know, to, to keep in amongst it. But And, and like Mausel, like ourselves, you know, we've always been on the cusp of being able to get into the top two or top and then we have a couple games that are called off and then we fall a couple of points behind so and that gives you a little bit of push when you get in Saltash has been up there Bridgewater and when you're up in the top three it's, it's easy to stay there I think rather than like us always having to catch up we're always having to win our games so you know we could have gone into second place six weeks ago but we had so many games called off that never ever happened. You would have to win their games, of course, not taking it for granted. But you know, mean so we never really got into that position where we thought, oh yeah, we're in a good position now, and now we fight for where we are. So we've always been playing catch up, which I think is more difficult at, at times rather than being there and having the points and then defending them. So, but I think Mosul, a, a, a top side, really good footballing team, um, and and are, are probably the, the the best side in the league. I would have thought the way they play the game. Saltash are very good. Bridgewater. I was impressed with Ashton Battle. I thought what a good side they were, and many others I can't mention, can't go through all, but lots of good teams. So we we spoke earlier this season, Craig, but obviously you've had a chance to have a look at a few more Western League sides now. I mean, what have you made of the standard of competition this season? I, I've, I've really been impressed by it. I've enjoyed it. It's, it's uh, probably just a little bit of facilities behind it. You know, it's different from the Southern League, but I've been very impressed by the Western League and the standards. 
and the players that are in it. But like everything, everything filters down, doesn't it? So you get the better, more be- better players the higher you go. So you know the weakest player in the Western League is a lot weaker than the weakest player in the Southern League. That's probably the best way to measure it. But be very impressed. Very impressed. Um, obviously, one of the things I've been talking to a lot of the managers about over the last couple of months is the collapse of the proposed merger between the Western League and the South West Peninsula League. I mean, what did that news mean for you at Barnstable Town? That's a bit of a double-edged sword, really. We were happy in a way because we could see ourselves going into the Cornwall section, which would mean quite a bit of traffic of travelling for Barnstable. Um, where, uh, but there's always going to be something doing a bit of time because you're going to be right on the cusp, mind you, either one way or the other. So some teams are always going to be, you know, miserable in whatever division they get put in. Um, it was a shame, but I quite like the idea of the promotion as well. I think the way they, the FA talked about it now with the, the promotion that's going to happen next season, I think that will be, I think that'll be better. We've got the help, haven't we, with the cost of travelling for teams, you know, especially this level and as we go up through because it, it is, you know, fuel has gone up, you know, just to run a yeah. clubhouse, to run the lights, to run in your minibus or how you get to games. It is, they can't keep going to the world and think non-league clubs. Yeah. So. Um, moving back to the football, you've got a very busy bank holiday schedule. You kick things off uh, against Ilford Coombe and then you've got, welcome, uh, you've got Welton Rovers coming to your place. Yeah. Are you confident you can see your uh, return to winning ways? Listen, never take anything for granted, especially in diary matches. You know, it doesn't matter what form you're in, whether you're at the top of the league, playing the bottom, diary matches are always a different um, kettle of fish and, and, and to manage, you know. So uh, we wouldn't take it for granted. We would like to think that we've got the, the, the staff to be able to, to beat Ilford Coombe. Um, I haven't seen Welton play this year, but I, I, oh yes, I have. I watched them play at Bridgewater. And, and they're well organised again and a hard work inside. So we, we don't take anything for granted. We will always go out, we'll always um, respect the opposition, um, do our homework on them and hopefully have a, a, a game plan that we can we can beat them. But yeah, the first the first step is Ilfrakun when they said diary matches are very difficult to, to play in. But the in the end of it there's only three points, isn't there? So, you know, it's better for the supporters that we win. For the management team it's more important to get three points. You've got eight games scheduled in April, and that's going to be a pretty punishing schedule for you and your players. I, I guess we've got to keep everything crossed that we don't lose another weekend like we did the last one to the weather. Exactly. I don't know what will happen if we do. I don't know how they'll... I'm sure we'll be playing on a Tuesday and a Thursday and a Saturday. Um, I understand the reasons why. But it's, you know, I don't understand why the league can't be moved forward an extra week. I know they've already done that for 29, but... It would be nice if they could to move it again, just because the players are non-league football. It's a different from being a pro. You can't ask non-league players to play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday till the end of the season. But I'm not there. Uh, it's the administrator to do that, not me, unfortunately. So I've just got to abide by the rules that are put in place. And my thanks to Craig uh, for his time. Now, um, Kieran, we will be taking a look in a minute into the first division of the um, uh, of the Western League. And, of course, as you mentioned a couple of times, that was where you found yourselves when you first um, came uh, to Corsham Town. But um, um, you have personal experience this season of our first division leaders, Brislington, because they were one of the sides that you met in your FA Vars run, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And obviously, I don't think anyone needs to be told anything about Brislington this, this season. Um a lot of them have moved over from 
from Bitten, who for years and years were a, a top premier division side in the Western League, obviously had difficulties um, off the pitch um, in, in in recent times. But you only have to look at some of the some of the players that have, that have moved over to join um, the Brisington side. And I think probably everyone's pick this season to to, to go on and, and, and win the league. And they've not disappointed. When we played them in the, the Vaz, um, one of the penalties, um, it was a really close game. 2-2 two, two, two draw um, and then went to penalties. And lucky we, we came on top there with only one penalty being missed. But I thought if you put the Brisington side in the, um, in the Western League at any point, they're, they're going to be comfortably a superb side at that level again. So I think that they'll probably go on and wrap up the title and it'd be, it'd be a nice moment for them. Um, obviously, they took voluntary relegation, I think, out of the Western Premier League. Um, you're able to correct me if, if I'm wrong on that. So I think with the side that they're, that they're building there, they're, they'll be ready to, to, to bounce back at any point, I'm sure. Uh, well, it, it won't be um, next season because um, we, we have had confirmation from the Football Association that um, um, Brislington won't be uh, won't be applicable for promotion um, this season, which which will, of course, pave the way for, for, for other clubs in the first division to be in the mix um, for the playoffs as much as for automatic um, promotion. But what, one of the tags, I think, from the conversations I've had with managers on the on the podcast this season, um, one of the tags that Brislington carry with them is the Galacticos because of the quality of the of the of the playing squad that uh, that they've assembled, and that's a that's a tag that I think you're familiar with because when you first came to Corsham, there was an element of the Galacticos about your squad as well, wasn't there? Yeah, obviously when when I went over to Corsham, what we assembled for the first division was obviously gearing ourselves up to to get into the Premier Division. I think when when you're a manager in whatever division you're in, you're trying to build to to the next step. I think obviously when when I was in at Corsham start, we had we had Gary Higdon and, and Mark Cooper who who's still with us. Um, Chris Allen, players that have played at a lot lot higher level. So obviously you you expectancy goes up to to go and win more games in, than than you don't at at a level below what you're normally managing at or playing at. But that doesn't ever mean that it's going to be easy. Um, I think to keep the players professional and consistent throughout a whole season doesn't matter. If you've got players from higher leagues or not, you still have to make sure you go about things the right way, and it also makes the teams that you're playing against the best version of themselves. You know, if you're if you're always the favourites, and like you say, there's a couple of Galactico elements to to Brislington, it, it's tough when when every other team then will, will will go and play Brislington and 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 try their very hardest and be the best version of themselves. So they've got to deal with that week in week out, which obviously a lot more of the time that they've got that right than they have wrong. One of the reasons that, of course, you were putting together a, a, a very um, good side at, at Caution was because I know you, you, you still, you're still an ambitious manager. You still want to compete in the Southern League. And obviously, you know, I know you're having a good season in the Hellenic League at Step 5. And I guess the, 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 um, your ambition is, is to get back into the, um, uh, into the uh, Southern League. But so part of the, 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 the timeline um, between... Corsham obviously competing not just this season in the Vars but also you know hopefully for promotion going forward um, was obviously being moved out of the Western League um, you know you, you weren't promoted out um, it was part of a national restructuring that went on after Covid um, and you found yourselves in the Hellenic League obviously this season a lot of um, work had gone into a proposed merger with the Southwest Peninsula League and the creation of a, of a second step five division above 
across Devon and, and Cornwall. If you had found yourself still in the Western League managing Corsham in our Premier Division, I mean, did you ever did you ever look at that sort of geographical footprint and think that's that's a challenge I'd have loved to have faced, or did you look at it and think that's a bullet I've managed to dodge? Um, I, I loved being in the Western League. It's sort of all I knew is is a player and manager. That was sort of like the forefront and the front runner of our level of football, I, I think, before you get into the Southern League. I've never really ever played in the Hellenic League. And obviously, my first taste of management going into the Hellenic League was when, when we got we got moved across in the merger. So you're sort of learning on the job in the first season, going to see teams in, in grounds that you've never been a part of before. With the Western League, I was a lot more familiar with, you know, who are the top teams and in, in, in who are the ones that have been promoted, who are the guys that are in mid-table, so it was more to do with what I knew as a, as a manager. I would have loved to have um, have had a, had a side and a stab at the Western Premier League. And I think you just sort of, as a manager, take take what's given to you. You know, you 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 can't throw rattles out the pram if you, if you don't like a certain league situation because you you've chosen to become a manager of a football club at this level, step step five, what, what we're in now. So if you're in the Western League and you've got more travelling down to, to, to Devon and Cornwall, it needs to be structured into the business side of, of the football club to make sure that you account for the financial needs of, of coach travel and, and, and things like that. So, yes, the, the long way trips will, will be more difficult being from Corsham, um, but it, it wouldn't have been something that I, that I would have tried to dodge at all. Um, I, I look at teams in, in, in the Western Premier League like like Shepton Mallet who who are a team that I know locally and Sebs is doing a really good job there since since he's taken over um, and they seem to be really enjoying it good coach trips away it's great for team bonding and team spirit um, I see a lot of like banter on Twitter that you know that, that, that some of the fixtures are a long long way to go but it, I think look, it's part and parcel of it if you go up into the Southern League you know you, you, you're not going to be able to moan about traveling and things like that so it's sort of a double-edged sword and if you you can't say i don't want to travel in, in in the western league but then look to get promoted to the southern league and then not moan about travel so i think that it, it's part and parcel of it and um whatever way the the league restructure was going to go wherever we were going to go with caution i would have a good stab at it it turned out it was the hellenic league um and, and like i said i still keep an eye on on the league tables and the top goal scorers in the western league and who's doing well and who's struggling and what the results are Still, obviously, follow all the social media tags on um, on your podcast and things like and things like that. But it just pays for me to be more invested into into the format uh, of the Hellenic Premier League of of what what Corsham need to be at the moment. But I still the Western League is as competitive as ever. And obviously, with the merger or without the merger, I I I still think that we're all going to be shooting for the for the same goal, and that is promotion out out of um, Hellenic Premier League or Western Premier League to to get into the Southern League. If you're thinking, Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Well, let's take a step back into the first division. Um, only two games beat the weather at the weekend. Oldland Abertonians played Nowsie and Tickenham. Nowsie and Tickenham picking up another win, um, 3-1 there. But uh, Longwell Green Sports, they played mm. Portishead Town, Kieran. Can you tell us how that game went? 
Yeah, Longwell Green Sports moved into the top half thanks to a 3-0 win at home to Porter's Head Town. Ignoring the recent heavy defeat to runaway leaders, Brisington and Longwell Green have now won five of their last six games with Matt Brown, Zach Felton and Liam Oswin each bagging during their latest victory at Shellards Road. Excellent stuff. Uh, another good win at the weekend then for Longwell Green. And I started off by having a chat with their manager, a man who always looks on the bright side of life, Chris Allway. Um, we started off by reflecting on whether that game was as comfortable as the 3-0 scoreline suggests. No, I don't, I don't think it was. It was, um, it was the same as most games in this league. Very, very tight, very competitive. Um, and yeah, for large parts, it was a really, really close game. Um, 0-0 half-time wasn't the greatest first half of football, really scrappy. Um, and then, yeah, similar second half, really, very close. So, yeah, no, I think 3-0 maybe flattered us a touch. Um, they had a really good chance at 1-0 to get it back to 1-0, but then we sort of got a couple towards the end. So, no, it was a very tough game. Always is against Portis Air. Damon's got a, a good setup down there. I'm someone I've got a lot of respect for. But, no, it was nice to get the win. But, yeah, yeah, it was a, another tough encounter. Now, days like Saturday, obviously, uh, you know, pretty depressing for most of us in the league. But I guess they actually represent a considerable achievement for the people at your club, particularly, you know, your committee members who worked so hard to bring about the investment in, in your facilities that made it possible to play that game, even though, that you know, the weather had written off so many other fixtures on the day. Yeah, definitely. I think you, um, we almost... Uh, forget now the position we are in you almost take it for granted that you, you're going to play Saturday I didn't even give it a second thought but yeah just it's, it's, it's brilliant if you were, if anyone was up there Saturday like I say close to 400 people again there which is almost become the norm now on a Saturday um, so yeah credit to our our, uh, our committee and also the chairman John Gibbs who's just he's worked tirelessly over the last few years to get the facility um, and anyone who's been there can, can see how good it is but it's yeah, definitely reaps its rewards this time of year, without a doubt. And uh, you've been doing your bit on the pitch, haven't you? You've been in a good run of form recently. You've had wins over Bishops Lydiard, Warminster and Almondsbury and Cheddar, of course. What do you put that good run of form down to? Um, just a little bit of consistency in squad selection, to be honest. Um, I think I spoke to you earlier on in the season. Um, and, yeah, I think for the first 28 games, I picked 28 different 11s. Um, and it was tough at times to... To get any sort of consistency at training on match days um, so yeah and we had a few key players Alex Grimshaw got married who's my player coach he was a, a massive loss to us first half of the season um, it's no coincidence since he's come back that we've picked up but since Christmas we've we've had the same sort of 15 to 17 players available every Saturday and I think that's just um, shown in our results really so yeah just you know lads have worked really hard they're a great bunch really really good bunch you know, we get sort of 18 to 22 training every Tuesday. Um, their attitudes are great. And, yeah, they're getting their rewards. They deserve it because they have worked hard. But, yeah, just a little bit of consistency in squad selection, really. I think we are seeing a division within a division at the moment, within the first division. The, the, the teams at the top of the table, you know, they, they really are sort of pulling away from the rest of the of the chasing pack. And I know you've obviously had games against Nowsey, Wells and, and Brislington recently. I mean, who's impressed you the most out of them? Um, well, I think Bris are head and shoulders above everyone, to be perfectly honest. Um, the, you know, the lads they've got going forward, no disrespect to their back four, but they probably didn't get as much praise because they didn't get tested as much. But um, yeah, they're, you know, they're, they're attacking players are, 
by far the best in the league. Um, so, yeah, there's no coincidence that they're where they are in the league and, and running away with it. So, yeah, I think, you know, you know, Wales are a good side. Wales are really good when we played them. Um, so, yeah, I, for me, those two are the two are the standouts. But, yeah, obviously, Briz um, are, the, are the, the best side we've played by a running mile. Well, they're top of the table. You're tenth. Uh, I mean, with the with the handful of games you've got left, are you looking to sort of see how many places you can perhaps finish higher than that? Yeah, yeah. Um, not obsessed by it, but you know, I sort of sat the lads down a few weeks ago at training and said, look, what we don't want to do is just the season to piece out and just you know have a negative impact on pre-season. So you know, we all agreed that we give it our best shot. We, you know, keep good numbers at training, work hard at training, put on some good sessions and see where we end up. Um, but equally, you know, we're not chasing any position. Um, we're still trying to blood the young lads. Um, the young lad, Finn Williams, he's only just 16, uh, made his debut two weeks ago. Um, so we're still trying to bring as many young lads through at this point. Um, so, yes, a little bit of a balancing act to finishing the season as strong as possible, but equally, you know, trying to plan for next season and also give some of the youth uh, a chance which we're, we're really passionate about So it does sound from that answer that you have got one eye on next season I mean what will your ambitions be where do you think you can take the club next season um, We've always talked about progression um, we've progressed obviously this would be this is the second season that we've done it um, and it's looking like we've progressed on from last year which which we have just sort of like the players we have managed to sign this year has been you know progression in itself I think our league position will end up being better than last year so the same again as long as we see more progression next year um, don't really need to do too much in the summer like I say I think the second half of the season proved that you know we can give anyone a game in this league it's just you know getting the same faces there week in week out and this is the difference between your Brizzies your Wellses and your Nelsies that they do have the same 15 week in week out and you know we need to work on that um, and like I say bring a couple of faces in but nothing too crazy and yeah hopefully again see progression again next year so that would be our main aim I mean, ultimately, would you like to take Longwell Green up to the Premier Division? Yeah, definitely one day. Um, it's not something that we're actively pushing and looking for. Um, you know, we spent probably 10 or 12 years up in that Prem, and it's, it's tough, do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, we won't we won't push for it or try and go searching for it. Um, the experience I, I have had of, of sort of going up from this league, it sort of happened when you least expected it. So, um, yeah, one day, but like I say, we're not actively pushing uh talking about it it happened when the time's right um, one of the questions I've been asking managers since um, the news that the merger with the South West Peninsula League uh, wasn't going to go ahead is how that has impacted their club now obviously you know teams in the Premier Division it's an acute issue based on the you know the impact the financial impact of travel um, but obviously there's plenty of clubs with aspirations to be promoted out of the first division who um, have been sort of watching events closely I mean how did that news go down at Longwell Green yeah, I mean, you've kind of, there are clubs you, you feel for, do you know what I mean? There's probably club, clubs in our league that have planned this season to, with one eye on the, the merger to get promoted, and it's not happened, and there's obviously teams above, like we've got a few friends down at Cabri East, and, you know, they're, they're finding it tough, and it's, it's, it's not nice to see. Um, so, yeah, like I say, obviously when you're 10th when you're in the table like we are, it doesn't really affect you either way, but, you know, like I say, there's a lot of people at different clubs that we know that it has affected and yeah hopefully it gets sorted out because it is it is crazy I think you know I expect there's been many managers come on and tell you the same um, and you don't need to be a 
a genius to work it out that it's just not viable for clubs to stay stay in that prem the way it is at the moment and hopefully the powers that be can see that and will do something about it otherwise yeah I, I, I dread to think what might happen for some of these clubs now let's talk about the football again. Um, it's Bank Holiday Weekend coming up, and um, you've got um, Oldland Abertonians, uh, and then you've got a game with AEK Bocco. They're both away, um, but are you confident that you can keep your good form going? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, we're on a good run, um, and if you can't be confident when you're on, your good, on a good run, you never will be. Um, there'll be tough games. Like I say, Oldland are looking to get promoted themselves, and they've had a cracking season. Um, so that'd be really tough by now. It's always a tough place to go. Like I say, being a local derby as well, we know a lot, lot of people down at Oldland. And the same with Bocco. Um, we're good friends with Spen, the Bocco manager. Um, so, yeah, it'd be two good games. Looking forward to them, though. They're, they're the sort of games, I said to the lads, that you, you want to be playing in. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to it. And hopefully, yeah, we can get some positive results. And your final home game comes up on April the 15th. You've got the Galacticos in town, Brislington and the visitors. Do you think you'll get another bumper crowd for that game? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. Um, you know, I think in an ideal world, if they may have possibly won the league by then, which I'm sure they will, then, you know, it might be a little bit of a carnival atmosphere. You know, hopefully Lee might play there under 11, then we might stand a chance. But, uh, yeah, no, it'd be good. It'd be a good game to play in. Like I said, again, they're the games of football you want to be playing in. Um, so yeah and like I say on our pitch yeah we fancy our chances why not someone's got to someone's got to stop their run eventually why not why not be us at our pitch so um, yeah looking forward to it that'd be a good game and my thanks to Chris for his time now I mean, we have been doing, I think it would be fair to say, a fair few plugs for Corsham Town in the course of our, uh, of our, of our time together in, on this podcast. Uh, and as we take a look ahead at uh, our Easter Bank holiday fixtures in the Western League, probably a good opportunity for you to give one final plug. Who have you got coming up over the, the Easter weekend, Kieran? So tomorrow, Good Friday, we, we go to Worcester. I have no, no clue where we are at the minute of all the fixtures. I think we've got Again, like seven games to do in, in ten games to get ten days to get the season finished. We're at Worcester Raiders tomorrow, and then we're home to to, to Hereford Pegasus on the Monday. Two two massive games like there to come after the the fixtures that we've just had is going to be really really tough. Worcester Raiders, I think, are, are in third, just a point ahead of us. Obviously, we've got a few games in hand. They are one of the favourites to go up at home on the 4G in, on, on an amazing stadium, the six-way stadium. I think it holds like 10,000 people, which is one of the ones I know all the players are excited to go to. And then obviously at home at the South Bank to Hereford Pegasus, who have been a, have been a top side. We scored a 93rd-minute winner when we played them down at home. Um, so I know they'll be out for revenge. After those two as well, we've got a game straight away on the Wednesday and again on, the, on Saturday straight after that. So, yeah, no rest for the wicked, as they say. I mean, and what is your ambition for the rest of the season? I think you were sort of saying about finishing as high as as high as you can. Have you have you got a have you got a target in mind? Well, if we could finish third, that'd be great. I know that we can still mathematically, you know, finish second if we win all of our games. So seven games left, we need twenty one points to do it. At some point, that's not going to happen. I'm realistic enough to, to to know that with all those games. Seven seven games in in ten days or whatever it is it is near enough impossible. But you know you're going to keep trying, keep going for it. If we can finish third, there would be a huge progression. Um, coupled in with the Vars semi final, and then um, start getting ready to to build again for for next season. If I can keep the squad together um, that I've assembled this season, then we'll be in a really good place uh, to challenge for Southern League football next year.
Well, let's have a look at the Western League fixtures now before we wrap up. And we'll kick things off on Good Friday. That's Friday the 7th of April. And which game has caught your eye there, Kieran? Um, I think we were speaking to a little bit off air before, but Welton Rovers in, in Shepton Mallet is a is a juicy one for for Good Friday. I know Welton will will, will be out to, to 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 cause an upset there. I think Shepton are going well at the moment. Um, that they're, they're in seventh place of a couple of games in in hand, and obviously Welton Welton down at thirteen. But I think you know with that fixture um, yourself personally, you know that the form the form sort of goes out the window in, in that derby. So that'd be one that I'm excited to see um, see the outcome on. Yeah, it certainly is a derby. That's a one o'clock kickoff at uh, at West Clues. Um, uh, two sides not separated by very far, but it's it's no Coalfield Classico. Um, anyway, we don't we we, we I, I can't get excited about that anymore because of course Welton and Radstock are in two different um, divisions. Um, and my pick for the Premier Division on Good Friday is Helston Athletic against Mousel, a top of the table clash, a mouth watering clash. Of course, again, two sides separated geographically by very little distance, um, and also um, two sides with great ambitions at the top of the Premier Division. Two sides with ambitions to play in the Southern League. That's a twelve o'clock kickoff at uh, at Helston. Uh, what about um, in the first division um, on Good Friday, Kieran? What have you gone for there? In the first division, I'll keep things local for me as well. So Radstock Town, uh, a home, and they host Warminster Town, um, clubs that have interchanged a lot of players, I know, over the, over the course of this this season. So that'll be a feisty feisty derby. Um, had a lot of um, good t- good players at, at Warminster, and I know Ray's done a, a good job of re- um, rebuilding Radstock in, in preparations to have a good go at the league next next season so I'd imagine that would be a fantastic encounter and I'm going to choose a, a clash at the bottom of the first division two sides I know will want to be pulling away from those lowly positions Cheddar against Bishops Lydiard I'm sure that both of these sides will fancy the, their chances to take points um, Cheddar by their um, by their high standards have, um, have, have underperformed this season so I'm sure they'll be looking to finish this season on a high and Bishops Lydiard definitely <coughs> looking for points to move away from the um, um, from the bottom of the uh, of the table. That's a one o'clock kickoff. And just before we wrap things up, Kieran, um, we'll take a look ahead to Monday, the 10th of April. That, of course, is Easter Bank Holiday. Monday, what game have you gone for in the Premier Division? In the Premier One, um, my good mate Dave Pierce is Bridgewater United side, a, a host in Falmouth. Um, love keeping an eye on how Bridgewater are, are, are doing. Um, I think they're a fantastic football club. Got a lot of good players in I know that obviously the Vaz run that they went on, they they lost to the same side as that we did there now at Wembley. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping that um that Bridgie can keep up the chase um on on the top two. You know, with with Falmouth, you know, only being in eighth place, it's going to be a really really difficult game. But I'll um I'll be picking Bridgewater to come out on top for that one. And um, I'm gonna we're gonna give another plug to Welton Rovers here. They travelled to Barnstable Town on um, on Bank Holiday uh, Monday. Um, I'm very much looking forward to my visit to to Barnstable. That's going to come up on um, uh, on Saturday the uh, the fifteenth of um, of April. But um, Barnstable, I'm sure, will look to get another positive um, home victory. Get that d- disappointing defeat um, uh, uh, to Saltash out of the system. And Welton, um, I'm sure they'll be up for the challenge. Um, uh, on Easter Bank Holiday Monday. And uh, what about in the first division on Easter Bank Holiday Monday? Kieran, what game are you going to go for there? I'll go for the Champions Elect, Brislington uh, uh, home to Oldlands, who, who are only down in fourth. So I think that's going to be a really, really close game. And I, I think that'll be probably the, one of the ones that everyone will be watching to, to, to see, you know, who can still make the playoffs. And obviously with Brislington, as you're telling me, can't actually get 
get promoted. I, I imagine that game's going to have significance on on other people making the playoffs as well. So that'll be an interesting encounter for sure. And my pick is going to be Bishop Sutton against uh, Radstock Town. I'm sure that game's going to be very um, competitive, uh, an opportunity for for old friends to see each other once again. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether Radstock can pick up any points away at Bishop Sutton. Bishop Sutton, solidly mid-table. Radstock struggled this season. Um, so um, the reunion between Ray Johnson and Dean Horseman there um, be uh, be uh, be interesting to see who comes out on top. Um, now, we have, uh, of course, been, as we always do, we, we, we review um, the Toolstation Western League Bulletin. Um, 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 that's... Uh, uh, that's what you've been taking the information from, isn't it, Kieran? Do you do you are you a follower? Is that is is that your preferred method of keeping up with the uh, with Western League news? Yeah, the, the bulletin's the easiest easiest way. I obviously, say that you know, the Hellenic Premier it, it falls into my to my workload at the moment, so that it comes first and foremost. But I'm constantly, like I said, on on the lookout to see who's doing well in the Western League, who the top goal scorers are, because you know, especially from teams that are local to us, if you're looking. at People that are scoring lots of goals, you know, you might need to have a conversation with them in the in the closed season, see if they, they they want to come across, or you see the high performing players, or some of the teams that you wouldn't have expected to be high up the league this year that are. Um, it, it's the best way to keep on top of things. Obviously, the, the the job that you and Tom do to 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 bring such news, um, to to all of the Western the Western League followers and other teams, manager is brilliant. It's all there in, in one place, and something that I I would very much love, love to see happen in, in the Hellenic Premier League. That's one of the biggest differences I'd see between the Western League and the Hellenic League is, is the social media interaction in the Western League and the communications is is far superior, um, in, in especially with, with this sort of stuff. It obviously needs volunteers like yourself and Tom to put, the, to put the work and the effort in. But I think where you've been doing it for so long now, sometimes it, you know, it goes underappreciated. But I can tell you now, if this sort of thing didn't happen... You know, it'd be a lot place, a lot worse off place to, to to go and find your football knowledge about the Western League. That's for sure. Well, the checks in the post. Thank you very much indeed. That's very kind of you, <laughs> and and thank you uh, for the time. I mean, uh, you you're a man in demand. Um, uh, lovely. It's lovely to see how much publicity you've been getting, but also. Um, and you've had a busy week, not least because your football club keeps playing every other day. Um, so I'm very grateful that you took the time to join me. Um, normal. Service will be resumed, listeners, next week. Tom will be back from his holiday, so we'll be able to ask him lots of interesting questions about where he's been and what he's been up to. Um, but for now, from Kieran and myself, you have been listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast.